Okie dokie, folks, and welcome back to Love Wrestling. I am Kyle Shaw. This is Monday Night Shaw. And joining me at this time is uh, one of my former tag team partners, Danny Mayhem, uh, all the way from uh, the Can-Am Wrestling. And uh, you actually, uh, didn't you just win the uh, Wild Rose Sports Association uh, Cruiserweight Bell? Uh, yes, I did. I uh, beat Davey Disaster, one of my rivals and one of my former tag partners to become the Wild Rose Cruiserweight Champions uh, last Friday at Okotoks. Nice. And, uh, how was the match with Davey? Uh, it was very hard-hitting. Uh, the weather, it was very warm uh, weather-wise, and the smoke made Did it worse. Did you Was it... What? Were you were you having to like wrestle in the weather? Um, well, indoors, barely any ventilation, and over two hundred, at least two hundred fifty people crammed into the building. Oh, well, I mean, like, yeah, it sucks that it's hot in there, but at least there's a lot of people in there, you know. And at least it's hot in there, you know. Like, it's, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right on, buddy. Well, congratulations on the big championship win. Um, I remember, uh, I think the first time I met you was, uh, I was traveling with Jordan Aries or something, or I was doing something with Jordan Aries, Jordan Aries was around and then suddenly you were around with him. And, uh, so is, is, is that how you got like broken into uh, independent wrestling? Is uh, Jordan so Aries? Jordan Aries is one of my best friends. Um, I've always wanted to get into wrestling uh, me and Jordan Aries met back in high school he was grade 12 when I was grade 10 in the okay. high school amateur wrestling team at that time and we still kept chatting because we both shared a common interest and his first I wouldn't say his first actual show but at least his first time in Calgary as a wrestler I was there um I didn't get around that much, so I didn't really know how exactly to get home from the Legion at the time. Obviously, now I know very well, but so Jordan was like my main ride home. So I stayed with him, like helped tear down his first show. And then, I mean, I was always wanting to do this, so it was going to happen eventually at some point. Mm hmm. And so, uh, like, eventually, uh, I guess, through your ins with Jordan or whatever, you ended up uh, enrolling in training, uh, becoming trained. And then uh, when did you have your first match, Danny? Um, so there's two worlds of thought of what my first actual match was. Well, I started training back in the fall of 2019 at Landstorm School. Okay. Uh, I needed more training after that, which did hit a little bit of a monkey wrench because of COVID. But my first, technically my first actual match was against an individual by the name of the Knight of the Apocalypse, Coda, which was oh, a... Oh, boy. oh, <laughs> good times. <laughs> which was like a three-minute squash. Wait, what? Sorry. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just saying I've, I've wrestled Coda, the Night of the Apocalypse, many times. Oh, yeah. That was like my first match, technically speaking. Got an envelope in everything. 
but that was a three minute squash, you know, my trainers at the time. Was I like tag partners with you in that? Was it like a three on one like situation? I uh, no, I was just one on one by myself. Oh, against okay. Them. Oh, okay. Because uh, I know they put me out there with a couple of guys at, at, at different points to go out there and try and wrestle him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. Um, but all, all aside of me, me marking out for this like name I recognize from the past. Um, how was the how was the match? Like, uh, was it okay? I mean, um. Yeah. From. Because I've heard he's got a rep of cussing out like new guys. Yeah, he gave yeah, me I, can, I can attest to that. What's that, sorry? <laughs> I can attest to that. So given that reputation, I did not get cussed out after the match. So I will say that as a badge of honor that I did good, even though it was him just kicking my ass for three minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. So, so, uh, what about the alternate reality where your first match was against, uh, somebody else? Um, so my first, I consider this an actual match cause it was like 10 minutes. It was a tag team match. Um, it was like November, 2021 for Can-Am. Uh, the original match was supposed to be TJ Cannon and Davey disaster versus the, at the time Can-Am champions, men in pink. Cannon couldn't make it because of work complications. So last minute, luckily I remembered my gear. They threw me in randomly just to team with Davey at the time. And uh, it was kind of funny. So this was a few days after Halloween. I had a stupid haircut, basically this beard. But I shaved all my head except basically the front bit of my hair. So it was like this weird circle haircut that I did for Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw pictures of this and I kept that at the back alley and everyone's like, what WTF? That's the most ridiculous thing. So me and Davey fight men in pink and I take the pin. Davey's supposed to beat me up to kind of give him some heat. But Steve Wilde looks at the haircut and he goes, and I thought he was just being sarcastic. He goes, can I shave your hair? Me being a bit of a smart ass idiot, I decided to go, well, if you have if you have clippers, then go ahead. <laughs> Reaches into his bag and he's got clippers. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. <laughs> so after the match, Davey Wilds always brings his pickle trunk full of fucking goodies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So Davey knocks me out and men in pink decide to beat ambush me and wild pulls out the clippers and they shave my head in the middle of the ring. That's solid though. I, I, I think that, that that's, that's a, that's, that's like a, a much better first match story than I, I was, you know, I got my ass whooped by Coda for, for three minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no, this I, I like the second story a lot better. To just uh, adopt that one in your canon, you know what I mean? 
Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, you primarily have uh, wrestled um, for for Can Am Wrestling, um, but you have done a, a few other shows outside. Uh, I know this because uh, we've been on them together. Uh, you've done some RCW stuff. I know uh, me and you had like we had like a tag team going for uh, a few weeks there. Kind of in uh, in in Calgary, and that was a lot of fun. I I definitely enjoyed it. Um, what would be? Uh, I mean, I know my highlight is, but what would be your highlight from our run as a tag team? Um, I would say we've had almost maybe a tad bit more wins than when I was with Davy Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay but well, definitely my my highlight for me is the match we had in calgary where we both uh, we both wore cactus jack t-shirts and we just had like the most ridiculous hardcore match with like uh i think it was kato and tony machete and like uh, yes that match was very fun it was it was it was a good time yeah oh yeah had, it was amazing yeah and i i liked that we both have we both kind of have like a Big fully vibe to us, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, I, one of the things I I, I appreciate about uh, that I'm learning uh, right now about you though is that you actually have like an amateur background, and this is blowing my mind because I always just thought you were like this, you know, wild nuts guy who liked wrestling and just became a wrestler. I didn't know you were like actual like had like legitimate like high school uh, background in wrestling. Uh, yes, actually I was more into amateur wrestling before I ever became a pro wrestling fan. Like I got into it in the junior high level. Actually the first year I was in amateur wrestling in junior high, that's usually in the fall. So that was like when I was in grade seven. So fall grade seven, 2011 spring, 2012 was when I actually became a pro wrestling fan. That's amazing. Like I, I, I remember uh, they did have like wrestling in when I was in middle school, and I remember I, we they tried to teach it to us once. We did like ski where every two weeks we would do it like a new sport or whatever, and for this one section we had wrestling, and a coach got down and we he started wrestling me, and he just you know. You know how to wrestle because he coaches people how to wrestle for two weeks every year for the last 20 years he's been teaching, you know, so, so he, he, you know, handled, handled me who at the time had no interest in, in learning to amateur wrestle and had no even like concept of this wrestling being the same sort of thing that was going on every Monday night, making me go crazy for Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Because it like, it was not at all the same. I was like, this is like, Stoke Cold's awesome, but this stuff that we're doing in school is kind of strange to me, and I'm not particularly keen on it, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, no, like, uh, when you when you uh, graduated from the amateur ranks into the professional ranks, uh, like, do you think that, that having that amateur background has helped you? Because, um, like, I mean, you have, like, a wild character. Like, when I see Daddy Mayhem in the ring, I don't think, oh, amateur wrestler. I think a crazy dude who's probably going to eat somebody or something, you know, like, like, like ha- has the amateur wrestling come in handy for your, uh, for your career? Um, yes. And it's been a blessing and a curse. And Jordan Aries can attest to some aspects of this. Um, 
me training one thing i've noticed when i started training like doing basic things like rolls since the amateur aspect kind of that was muscle memory for me that was easy to get mm-hmm. i've seen people like way more toned way more athletically look more yeah. like an athlete compared to me struggle with basic roles but for me it was like second nature yeah one of the things was when starting to learn holds, I was very, and Jordan Aries could attest to this because he's had the same problem when he started. Mm-hmm. We were very like rough, rigid with a lot of our holds. Okay. So like, like you, like people would try to do stuff and you'd be like super stiff with them and like not stiff in the fact that you would like, you know, hit them in the face or something, but stiff in the fact that like, you would be rigid and they try to move you and you're just, you're not like, like, I don't hate, I hate killing the magic, but in wrestling, there's kind of a flow and a cooperation and, you know, a a movement to everything. And then like, if you're, if you're real rigid and stiff, it makes it awkward. Yeah, no, that's exactly what sort of the problem was. But in time I was able to figure it out. And one other aspect is, uh, in amateur wrestling, obviously, you know what, you're focused on one person, you know, you're keeping your head low, you're keeping yourself small, mm-hmm. more tactical-like. When you're in, like, professional wrestling, you're taught, you know, get your head up, you know, obviously, you know, look to the crowd, try and make yourself bigger than you truly are, you know, because it's, I hate to word it like this, but, you know, it's a show. Mm-hmm. In like the amateur aspect, you know, you're taught very to keep yourself in a more contained, very short. So that was a little bit of a barrier to break through, especially because I'm very antisocial. Sometimes you see me at some of the shows, very socially awkward at times. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, 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 I I'm, I'm the same way. I, I got, I got like. Uh, Apparently, they don't even uh, diagnose Asperger's syndrome anymore. They just say you have autism now. So, but like, it is what it is. I don't know. I just, I, I, that's like, like you saying this to me, I, I don't notice because I'm the same way. So I'm just like, oh, as long as you're cool to me in the locker room, I'll be cool to you, you know? So, uh, so uh, the amateur wrestling, another uh, big thing about, like you were mentioning, uh, Amateur wrestling is a sport, and pro wrestling is a, is a show, um, you know. And I think that uh, one of the one of the main keys is uh, of amateur wrestling is there's there's no like promos. You're not going to get on there and be like, "Hey, bud, I'm going to see you next week down at the high school gym in front of all your friends and family. I'm going to make you feel embarrassed and like a loser, like a girl when I pin you on the mat." Like it doesn't happen. Nobody cares. Right? Like you just show. You know, like, I mean, maybe there's schoolyard promos. I, I don't know, but people aren't like videos. You know, you're not like you smell what Danny Mayhem's cooking this Saturday at the PE meet. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm 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 probably embarrassing myself and whatnot. But like, that's not an aspect of amateur wrestling, and it is an aspect of, of pro wrestling. Uh, um, h- how have you managed to uh, to to Matt, to like? guide those those aspects of it to like take on that entirely new 
uh, aspect of professional wrestling, like just the straight up performance stuff, like character work, and, and and stuff that's like not even a consideration in amateur wrestling. Um, so that has been a weird road. Well, one thing I would best describe it is breaking in. I was, despite what happened with my first like tag team match with Davy Disaster a few months later, I was put with him, you know, as a tag team, and it was a good little way to break me in and give him like someone else to work with because he was green in other elements, and I was green with crowd interaction but he was really good at that so sort of the whole promo thing it was a good little way good little handicap you know starting out teaming with Davey that it was able to I was able to adapt to that pretty decently yeah do you still do you do cut a lot of promos um not as much as I probably should, but unfortunately, you know, indie wrestling cards subject to change. So I don't want to cut a promo that, you know, is posted on social media only to find a day of that so and so couldn't make it because insert yeah. three yeah, reasons. I, I, I hear you. I mean, I, I am generally like, uh, like I, 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 I love cutting promos. I, I think it's it, it's it's a good kind of fun and 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 a good way to like express your creativity or whatever. Um, but uh, it is one of those things that's that's like it's challenging, right? Like you you gotta like you gotta practice at it. So like I I don't know. I I think like I think you should do as many promos as you can. But I do I do understand where you're coming from because there's been a lot of shows, especially like. I don't know, like, I mean, I'm not trying to call anyone out here or anything, but a lot of times at RCW, like, I don't even find out who I'm wrestling until, like, an hour before the show starts, you know? You'll show up and you'll be like, hey, uh, to the promoter, hey, well, who am I wrestling tonight? And you'll be like, oh, you're, uh, I think you're going to be in this, but uh, give me five minutes, I'll, I'll get back to you, right? And then you'll come back five minutes later, you completely changed to something else, you know, this has even happened uh, one time with me and you. I, I was supposed to wrestle um, Michael May in, in a match in Calgary, one-on-one. And so I, like, all day I was thinking about it. I did a promo for it, everything. Got to the building, and Squig was like, oh, hey, this is Danny Mayhem. He's in your match now. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I felt guilty about that because I didn't even let him know that hey, I was no, showing no, no, up. No, 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 no. You have no reason to feel guilty. And like, if I was in your shoes, I'd have done the same thing. I showed up and been like, "Yeah, I'll do whatever you guys want me to do." And like, yeah, no, I, you, you have no reason to feel guilty. It was not on you. Uh, you were taking booking, and I was happy you got booked, and paid to do that show. So, yeah, and I actually, I thought the match turned out really well, and then all the credit does go to uh, Michael May because I had, I was like, oh, because I, I was, it was one of those situations where. For me, at least, and I know this isn't really like about me, the podcast, but like at that point, like in that particular match, like I had had more matches than Michael May, and I definitely had had more than like you had at the time. So it was like, oh, oh no, now I kind of have to be like in charge of this match, and I have no clip. Like I've been preparing for a one-on-one match, and you no, know, but but I thought Michael May, like he he stepped up and like 
he, he put a lot of that match together. Oh yeah, I'm definitely. Very grateful to him for that because I was I was I was thrown a bone, but it's one of those things where like that's what I like about wrestling is it keeps you on your toes, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you you do get thrown bones, but it is easier to cut a promo if you know who you're wrestling. Oh yeah, just to take it back to that, man. Who are uh, I know that you've been uh, like you said you were in the tag division in Canaan for a long time. Um, and I know you and Davey have had a bunch of matches with uh, Sydney Steele and uh, Sean Martin. Can you tell me uh, a little bit about that? And uh, how do you think uh, working with those guys has uh, helped you? Because I, I definitely know from my personal experiences that like being in the ring with Martins and just like on the road with him and stuff, he's got a good mind. He's a, he's a, he's a bit curmudgeon-y, but he's, uh, he's, he knows his stuff. Oh yeah, Martins is incredible. Um, so I've got the privilege to fight both of them one on one when me and Davey split up. But tag team wise, uh, first time me and Davey fought them in a tag team match, it was March twenty twenty two at Strathmore. Um, those guys, like, I'm. Gr- to this day, sometimes I'm still intimidated by being around them, but mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of feel like Can-Am's promoter Otto did put me in a position to fail in this situation, but it was like my 10th match and me and Davey were main events in against them for the tag team titles. So I'm panicking. Like I'm, despite how many years in school, I'm still very green and the match, it went rough, is probably the safe way to put it. Uh, and yeah. after after the match, like, Martins more specifically, like, you know, he cussed, cussed me and Davey out. I think I was the one that blew the spots more, so I will say that I got cussed out. But Martins eventually calmed down. I think the next morning he made, like, a big... Like, he made a group chat with, like, me, Steele, and Davey. And he, like, cut, like, certain, or, like, he made certain points, like, all right, here's the good bits. Davey did this well. Dan, you did good with this character bit. He did give me some acknowledgement because there was one point where I messed some stuff up. So Martins and Steele got legit mad and were stiffing me. He put it in the compliment section. It was like, we didn't hear you complain one bit, so good on you for that. And, you know, he's like, listen, we're the reason that we grilled into you on that was because it's out of a place of passion. We want to see everyone succeed at this. And a few weeks later, we had another match with them. It went significantly better. Mm-hmm. And then we had another match against them. Significantly better. And another match, which was better. So, I mean, the first time was not the best. They gave us tough love, and we both grew and benefit from it. Well, I'm glad it was a it was a good learning experience for you. And that's that's you know that's kind of what I expected was uh, that there was a learning experience. I didn't know you guys had had a uh, stinker and that there had been like a while about it or anything like that. But uh, that's interesting. And I, I'm, I, you know, like those situations, you do learn from them. Like, like you said earlier, we were talking about um, 
uh, Coda and how he cusses out the new guys and stuff. And he definitely cussed me out on a, a few occasions. Um, but like, it is one of those things where like, you're only going to get better if you know what you're doing poorly. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you do have to be like, it has to be pointed out to you. Like that was bad. And this is why. And, you know, and then like you can take it from your lessons and because like nobody likes getting like cussed out and, you know, run down. And I mean, people, people are here to have a good time and have fun. And like, I'm like, I, I'll be honest. I'm I, in independent wrestling. Cause I, I like the attaboys, you know, I like it when people go, Oh, that was cool. That thing you did was cool. Or, I like you or they cheer for you or they, they, or we don't like you like anything. Like I, I, I like that aspect of it, but um, you know, like just like the idea of somebody coming and cussing you out, like it, it is terrible and it does make you want to get better. But so I, I think at the end of the day, uh, like, cause it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people would be like, Oh, this is horrible. And it doesn't have any place in the, in, in wrestling. And, you know, I mean, to its extent, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say because, like, there was a few times where the, it seemed like the cuss out jobs were pretty, uh, you know, like they were they were throwing a lot of lot of uh, fuel on that fire when maybe a smaller fire would have would have would have got the same amount of like, you know what I'm trying to do metaphor. Oh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it was a really big cuss out when it could have just been like, a, you know, hey, tune this up and, and we would have been fine. But like, because it was so big, it was like, oh, my God, I'm like, I don't screw up next time. And you, you, you don't screw up the next time. So like those situations, like, while they're very uncomfortable and, uh, you know, they think definitely uh take a toll on your your you know your mental uh uh health i suppose uh it, it can be a valuable uh lesson for you to learn right like oh yeah so it's it's even like with like it's the same with like other things like you were saying they they started like you know sending the potatoes your way right like they were stiffing you or whatever and like you didn't complain like i mean on one hand, like, yeah, great. It's, it's good. Like you should play, but they also, you know, they, it's definitely not cool to get frustrated and start beating up your opponent. But at the same time, I, I have a feeling that like, there's a level of, of like what's acceptable. Like you can hit somebody pretty hard in some pretty safe places. And it's like, Hey, uh, I know that sucked, but if you don't want that to happen again, then, you know, sharpen up but it ain't gonna kill you at the same time right you know what i mean like it's oh yeah hit, it sucks you hit hard but as long as you can you know get up and go to work the next day and, and nobody's and nobody's like taking liberties with the other person like just trying to you know hurt them so that they look cool you know like that's 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 kind of sh shit i don't particularly uh jive with you know oh yeah no and one thing is about the whole criticism thing is i sometimes have self-esteem issues so sometimes i don't like being nitpicked but at the same time i also know that i might need to hear it at the same time so sometimes it's good with the bad when i'm getting like nitpicked about some of my stuff but mm -hmm. i also get 
at least Martin's definitely like always picks apart my stuff, but it's like very I mean, good construction. Yeah, like that's an advantage. Like he, he'll sit there and like the fact that he goes out of his way to like spend the time to go to to uh, critique your stuff means that he does like have some level of of investment in you, and he wants to see you do well, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't waste his time. If he thought you sucked and he just wasn't entertained by you, then why would he watch his matches and try to help you get better? You know exactly. <laughs> so. I mean, that's like a pill to swallow. Like sometimes I have esteem issues, but at the same time, I also know it's for my own good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I can sympathize with the esteem issues, buddy. I, like I see a lot of like similarities between the two of us. I, I don't, I never did any uh, amateur wrestling other than that one time the, the coach at PE handled me. <laughs> but uh, other than that, like I I, I see similarities. Like we're, we're both kind of awkward dudes. And whatnot, but uh, like I, I, yeah, what you're saying is is 100%. Like your self esteem, it might take a toll from getting a tongue lashing, but sometimes you have to get a tongue lashing so that your 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 stuff will improve. But also, like self esteem is a, like it's a real rough one because it's not like you can't just be like, yeah, my self esteem is cured, and then you know you walk around feeling awesome all the time. Like you just can't. I don't know what it just like doesn't work that way, you know. Oh yeah. But at I the hear same you. time, confidence is free. <laughs> so like, uh, I remember one time Heavy Metal told me that like confidence is free, and we were doing like some wild thing in training where we were like doing you you had to springboard up onto the top rope and then jump into the ring or something, and I I was like I can't do no springboards. You create, and they were like. Yeah, you can. You can do it just fine. Like, and then, then there's been straight up other times in in training where they'll be like, "Oh, you, what, they want me to do something that I feel is like kind of wild or crazy," but you know, and I'll be like, "I don't think I could do that." And they're like, "Why not?" And it's like, I don't have the confidence to. But it's like that's not really like that's not a like you don't have the confidence to. Well, confidence is free, bro. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, hear, and yeah. like that's one of those things is like I I I I it, it was like it's another thing like tongue lashings hurt, but so do the like physical beatdowns and like eventually like I, uh, there was one time I, I used this as an example, um, and I've probably done it on Monday Night Talks, but I was in a tag match and it was me and somebody else against Colton Kelly and somebody else at Calgary, and uh, uh, Colton ended up catching me with a spin kick to the face you know, kicked me in the face and my nose started bleeding. And uh, at the, the, this is right at the end. And then the match, the match ends. The ref is like, hey, Goose, your, your nose is bleeding. Pinch your nose and lead your head back or something, right? And I'm like, what? Oh, I'm going to wipe all this blood all over my face so I look like a psycho, you know? Like, it's just one of those, yeah. I think the match you're talking about... I might have been teaming with you if I remember correctly. I think it was me and you sure. versus Colton Kelly and Cam. Oh, well, now he's yeah. Cam Hansen, but he was Cameron Oates at the time. Yeah, I remember. And he, he yeah, he straight up spit kicked me in the face and I was bleeding. And uh, and the ref was like all concerned. And I was like, no, dude, I'm going to look cool with all this blood on my face. You know, like. Yeah, you tried to like Mick Foley, Hell in a Cell face look at the camera. 
I remember oh, yeah. correctly. It just smiled and looked like a yeah, yeah, like you, the blood makes you happy, you know, like it's like, and it's one of those weird things because like a couple of years ago, had I been hit and caused my nose to bleed, I'd be like, oh my god, I've been hit now, I'm bleeding, and ah, and now it's like, oh, oh, I'm bleeding, cool, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's just one of those weird like wrestling uh, things. Who so you you've had uh, opportunities to wrestle with Davy Disaster and with uh, the fellas from the brand. Who are some other real notable opponents that you've uh, had the opportunity to get in the ring with, and especially people that you've learned some valuable lessons. Um. So my first act- actual actual one on one match was against someone who I'm. Uh, I currently train with at the Alberta Wrestling Academy, but Travis Cole was okay. my first, like, I feel like my first actual one on one match. And that was a fun experience to learn from because I've heard of Travis's reputation and he was incredible, fun to work with. A uh, few other people. Travis is really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my best matches I had at RCW was ironically with Colton Kelly. We had a one-on-one match. I think one of the last few times I was there. And uh, recently I've been having a fun series of matches with Jack Pride, which has been awesome. Oh, yeah, that does sound like fun. You know, I, I the only time I ever uh, wrestled with Jack Pride was in... Uh... I was actually in the same match with you. It was at the uh, at the Pavilion, the Victoria Pavilion. We did all oh, that, that battle first, royal. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, me and you. We kind of like we mixed it up a little in the battle royal, but then later on, uh, Jack Pride started mixing it up with me. <laughs> I remember because he was like, like there. I kept getting for some reason like the fans in the Pavilion were like Goose fans, right? So every like once in a while, they just start honking it up for me and like. Pride saw what was going on, so at the, the right before he got eliminated, he's like, "Hey, Goose, oh, your comeback on me, right?" So I go over and I, I think I clotheslined him once, and then got jumped from Martin's from behind, and he said, "Go out," and he tossed me out. <laughs> it was good. I remember fans uh, gasping in like disappointment when it looked like we were about to team up, and then I just randomly ambushed you. Yeah, yeah, I because I it was there was like some stuff there where we were just like okay, well we'll do some stuff and you know we'll maybe play off the fact that we had a tag team. I don't know how many people will, will know that, but we'll we'll play off it. And yeah, I thought I thought it went pretty decent. And then there was definitely uh, one of my favorite spots from the match, which was definitely just like a, a botch. But sometimes those are my. <laughs> You know, so sometimes those are fond memories. Is I'm beating you up in the corner, and I'm like, just I'm just laying it into you, right? Like, uh, just shot, 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 and across the way, in the other corner opposite of us is uh, Mason from MPW, and he's putting a beat down on some. I think he's like Saskatchewan farm guy or something. Oh, Mike, Mason <laughs> yeah. Mayhem, ironically, was the guy's name. Yeah, Mason and Mike, Mayhem, and he was beating on uh, he was beating on Mike from Saskatchewan, who was like a farm guy. But I think his, his he, I could be wrong, but his gimmick name might have been Mark, Mike the Farmer. I don't know. Mike, uh, it was Mike Miller. I I think it's Country Boy Mike Miller, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, but... yeah, I'm thinking about a different guy. There's a a guy now. I think Jake Richards, the farmer, Jake Richards, or something. 
He's, oh, he's, yeah. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. So Mason and him were fighting and me and you were fighting. And I'm trying to get Mason's attention so we can do the old, you know, I'll whip you into the middle and he'll whip the other guy. And you guys will both hit or, or you can reverse and we, you know, me and Mason hit each other and whatever. But uh, yeah, he's just not hearing me here because I'm going, Mason, Mason. Yeah, Mason. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I think his, his, the guy he was, he was working over in the corner, turned it around on him. And at that point, I was just, ah, oh, fuck this. Dad, just turn it around on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think um, uh, I, I was actually, I really had a lot of fun working at that uh, Victoria Pavilion show. How did you feel about that? Um, well, I enjoyed it. It was a fun few minutes. But best part about it is I could at least say on my resume that I got to fight in the pavilion. And those mm. days are numbered. Feels like. Well, I mean, I don't think that the pavilion's at any risk of being shut down. But uh, I also know that, like, it, like don't get me wrong, uh, Dungeon Wrestling's been running some shows out of there, and from what I've heard, they've done really well. And uh, you know, that's 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 great. But like, it's it, you know, I have a feeling that they're associated with the pavilion just because, like associate with Bret Hart right so they got like the biggest name in all of Alberta wrestling kind of behind them so you know they could probably I I don't I don't know I don't want to speculate on the, the business dealings of dungeon wrestling but I I, I, I I think that there's probably a reason why they're able to, to book the Victoria uh, Pavilion more regularly than other promotions are oh yeah no that is a big factor that you know, again, not the third speculations, but it is kind of a big sign or obvious sign that I think it's super cool. And I, I do think that like I'm I'm really like I'm I'm I think it's cool that Dungeon Wrestling has really like established something there and made like a big deal out of it and like because, like, they've brought in guys like Chris Masters and Nick Aldis. Like, there's been a ton of big-name stars on those kinds of shows, and, and they have gone, like, really well to the to the uh, Victoria Pavilion there. Like, I think that was one of the, uh, you know, one of the misfires about the, uh, the, the one we were on was it, you know, it was, it was definitely heavily promoted and whatnot, but it just like, turned out was... Uh, I, well, I don't want to. I don't want to say disappointing, but not up to what the uh, promoter was like, expecting. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of the things, and I don't want to bury any anyone involved because it was the the two day show was filled with incredible talents, but there was no one to complete really. No, someone with star value to at least draw people in felt like like i don't want to disrespect I, I i hear what you mean it was like all the biggest independent names in canada but the biggest name on the show was still an independent name you know what i mean like, yeah the biggest yeah. i would say the two biggest names or like titles i would say would be the billington bulldogs but that's just because i know disrespect to them incredible tag team yeah, but that's like playing into stampede fame with Dynamite Kid and whatever, 
And then the other big name, just because he's with Impact, and all due respect to him, because he trained me for a bit, and that was Raj Singh. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there wasn't really many people, name-wise at least. Talent-wise, everyone was incredible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I agree with you, I, and I, I think that's, you know, I think it's cool. And I, I, I do hope that you know, they're they're like obviously Wild Rose Sports Association who ran that first show. They're still doing shows, so they're 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 good. I mean, there's um, they've got one coming up on the third of June in Calgary. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen promotion for that. That looks like a fun card, actually. Yeah, I, I, are you you're on that card? Are you not? Uh I'm not currently advertised for that. At the moment, but, oh, okay. but who yeah, knows I mean, if I still have the belt after this weekend because I do got two shows coming up. Um, Friday, I'm in Olds for Can Am fighting Derek Cross. I don't think that's obviously going to be for the title, but I'm fighting a mystery opponent Saturday at the Kirby Center in Calgary. Which who knows, mate, what will happen for that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, because yeah, no, I did see that Davy Disaster was on the card and that he was advertised as having a cruiserweight title match. So I wasn't sure if you were going to get asked to join that or whatnot. Uh, but it doesn't sound like anything's been uh, you you've been approached yet. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, you, there'll be some. That'll be a great show, anyways. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, they asked me to come and announce, so I'm going to go announce for them. Um, it's going to be a good time. Oh yeah, that probably will be fun. I've yet to I haven't gone to any Wild Rose other than the Pavilion show, but I hope to go down to one of them soon once when I have time and able to. Yeah, I did one for them uh, recently in Medicine Hat, and it was it was a good time too. Medicine Hat is a long ways away, but it was a good time. <laughs> oh yeah, good. I mean, long ways away, but. It's always got a passionate crowd behind it, at least. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, had the opportunity to do any uh, traveling uh, with with wrestling yet? Like, have you gone out and done any like shows in Saskatchewan or BC or Manitoba or anything? Not yet. I'm hoping in the summer to be doing some BC stuff because, unfortunately, the fact of the matter is BC is now one of the current hot spots in Western Canada for independent wrestling from what I've I think it's noticed. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'm looking into getting some BC dates, hopefully some Saskatchewan down the road, but right now it's just mainly, just mainly in close by areas that I'm currently working at at the moment. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it can be hard to like, cause like, well, I know that when, when I went and did the Saskatchewan thing with uh, Danny, uh, Duggan, like you, you, you have to have like you. It's it's one of those things where you have to take like a a few days off work and stuff. Like it's it's not like a oh you go to Saskatchewan and on Friday night and you're back by Sunday. No, like you're it's usually like a week long thing or four or five days, right? And yeah, a job, so it's it's hard to get the, that kind of time off. But I would recommend that you you definitely do look into the getting some bookings elsewhere. I think you'd be a great fit for uh, Big West Wrestling. <coughs> yeah. 
Um, all right, Danny. Well, anyway, we are uh, approaching the end of the podcast here. Um, uh, just give me, give me. Uh, we've we've talked so far about a couple of your matches. One that was a real stinker. Another and that one that was just like a three minute squash job against Dakota. What do you give me? Uh, tell me what your favorite match so far has been. Like just one where you had just such an amount, uh, just such a great time, you know, wrestling, or or one that where the just the match turned out to be like really really solid, and you're really proud of it. Um. Because the fact that this was my first championship win, I would have to say my latest match, which was me and Davey Disaster in a chairs match at Okotoks for the title. That was an emotional moment for me. Um, I would say maybe another match that I had. It's technically a two-parter sort of match, but uh, back in December 2022, uh a show at the back alley. First, it started out with me and Derek Cross one-on-one. Derek Cross cheats to beat me, and then uh, Josh Kirby and Tyler Knox came out, you know, mocking me because I'm all, at that point, I was on a losing streak, you know, and Travis Cole and Jude Dawkins came out, helped me out. Main event was a six-man tag, which the six-man ended with me getting the win, one, two, three. I'd say oh, that was... One of my favorite matches. Right on, man. That's that's great. Uh, do you have like a, do you have a like a merchandise store, um, a place where like you sell t-shirts or anything like that? I am looking into getting t-shirts made right now. I sell the generic thing eight by tens, but also since I am on a day, I'm Daniel Mayhem on a day pass of the Pinocchio Institution. I sell lanyards that have gay pass written on them and it's a picture of me <laughs> solid solid <laughs> but i don't have any website for that yet mainly just... <laughs> no no you just can't get to, don't direct people to go to the padoka uh, <laughs> institution's website <laughs> to get their danny mayhem merch <laughs> Imagine just like the psychologists are working. Hey, I'd like to get some of this cool Danny Mayhem swag. <laughs> what? Wait, who? Yeah. God, that's 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 great though. But yeah, no, I recommend I recommend it. And then like you get like a Redbubble is free to sign up for, as far as I know. Like I didn't pay any money, and they 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 host like twelve different T-shirt designs for me. So I, I would definitely look into them. They're Canadian too. So uh, like, cause I don't know about you, but uh, like pro wrestling tees is a great, great uh, store and stuff. But when, when you're a Canadian, it's, it's, it's kind of lousy because they add on like, you, you know, the, the, the shipping alone is like as much as the t-shirt, you know what I mean? It's like 30 fucking dollars just to get it, them to ship it to your house. And then you have to pay for the shirt on, on top of that. But with Redbubble, because it's Canadian and they're shipping it from inside Canada, you know, it's like literally like I, I can have a shirt printed and sent to my house for like 30 bucks. So, oh, nice. Yeah. No, I, I highly recommend uh, getting in, in business with uh, Redbubble. I know Love Wrestling is uh, they, they have a shop on Redbubble. I personally uh have a shop on Redbubble, so if you're watching this and you'd like to, to get some Love Wrestling merch, some Canadian Goose merch, 
uh, hit up Redbubble and just uh, do a search for Love Wrestling or do a search for Canadian Goose. Uh, if you do uh, one for Canadian Goose KS, that'll definitely get you uh, 12 of my fabulous T-shirt designs. Uh, Danny, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. Thank uh, you for having me. It was a pleasure to, to just kind of go down memory lane with you. You brought back some some stuff that I just, like, I had thought about the CODA in a long time. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes I laugh and, and to alleviate uh, feelings of, of, of <laughs> disparity or whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show. Uh, congratulations on the big championship victory. Thank uh, you. I, I look forward to seeing more from you, and I, I hope that sometime – uh, down the road, once my uh, knee is back, that we can uh, we can uh, tangle some more, and maybe have some more tag team matches, or you know, have some one on one matches. That'd be fun. Yeah, can't wait. Awesome, awesome, buddy. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else uh, you'd like to say uh, to your fans right before we go? Um. Thank you for all the support, and hope to see you guys soon. Uh, Okie dokie, this has been Monday Night Shaw. I'm Kyle Shaw, a.k.a. The Canadian Goose. Uh, for Danny Mayhem, uh, we're, I'm saying honk, 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 and thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.